Welcome to the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. It's Indiana. Watford for the win! Yes! Yes! Unbelievable! Your daily home for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. Welcome to Indiana basketball. Smart takes the shot, and the Hoosiers with three seconds. Go ahead. Indiana wins the championship. Keith Smart is the hero. When my time on earth is gone and my activities here are past, I want they bury me upside down and my critics can kiss my Now here's your host, Matt Dennison. It's Indiana, what I feel is the pinnacle, the absolute pinnacle of all of college basketball. And we've made it to a Friday, almost to the weekend. Glad to have you with us. Uh, complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective each weekday. And a lot to get to to close out the week. And I tell you what, I sense some panic from Indiana fans that I hear from, uh, that I cross paths with now that Indiana has struck out on a few players this week from the transfer portal. Uh, what's next? Uh, getting Sparks, getting Kelly Ware, big things for Indiana. But from a guard perspective, uh, who are the Hoosiers going to get? Who are they going to be able to bring in next year to help Xavier Johnson if he gets his medical red shirt approved? Trey Galloway, the other returning guard. So a little bit of panic. That's not uh, surprising. Any fans of any team that live and breathe all this stuff uh, often panic. I think the Ledlam decision was very disappointing for a lot of people, and it was a little surprising. I mean, we are watching all this unfold from a distance. We don't know him or his advisors or what the IU staff is saying, but it did seem like for a period of time, Indiana was going to land him, or I thought would land him. And obviously when that did not work, when he committed to Tennessee earlier this week, that opens up uh, you know, a possibility for what's next. And it may not be a good possibility, or it could be. Who knows? We'll talk some about that today. Also, uh, let's look at the show lineup, a service of Honeybaked Ham in New Albany. Other headlines today, we'll look at Jalen hood Shafino. I saw another really good NBA mock draft for him. Uh, Gabe Cups in the top 100 of high school basketball now that his career has come to a close. Also, a few high school baseball notes and some college baseball notes as well. We're getting to that good point of the season where we know who's who. We've got a feel locally and in the college game for our teams, Indiana, Purdue, uh, Louisville. And, of course, when I think of baseball, I think mainly of Indiana because we cover the Hoosiers, but also Louisville because their program typically is so good. But a lot of local teams having solid years. Nobody has been outstanding in high school, uh, excuse me, in college baseball, but all three have a chance to host a postseason baseball at their respective uh, campus. So we'll tell you more about that coming up. A few other notes here in this opening segment. Later today in the show, Dylan Wallace uh, of the Seymour Tribune uh, will join us. Dylan is always with me on Friday. We talk a lot of IU stuff when he is with us on the program, and uh, we'll get into the transfer portal and what's next for Indiana and just a ton of things today, so stay with us for Dylan. And then later in the show, Kyle Nedenrip of the Indianapolis Star will talk about Mr. Basketball Marcus Burton of Penn High School. I told you a little bit about who he is, the season he had, uh, that he comes out of northern Indiana with a ton of hype heading into Notre Dame, and uh, Kyle will join us to talk more about him and the All-Stars and all the other things coming up. 
That's the lineup, the service of Honey Baked Ham in New Albany. Don't forget to check out their dinner package deals, which are being offered. You can dine in, take them to go, and curbside service is still available as well at Honey Baked Ham in New Albany. Also, the Thornton's text line is open. That number is 502-414-1450. Again, 502-414-1450. If you've got a question, a comment, a topic, whatever it may be, as long as it's something to do with IU or local sports or really anything with sports, we'll get it on the air. It's your way to communicate with me during the show to help direct the conversation, to ask questions of the great guests that I think we put forth uh, for you each and every day here on the show. So make sure you save the number 502-414-1450. Again, 502-414-1450. If you're looking for an icy cold thirst quencher to keep your day going in the right direction, right now at Thornton's, all 32-ounce fountain drinks and smaller are only 89 cents. You heard it right, only 89 cents. So come in today and grab a fountain drink from Thornton's. All right, let's get into some headlines for the day. A lot to get to. We'll start with the NBA draft and Jalen hood Shafino, Adam Finkelstein of ESPN, he released his top, I don't know, first round, I guess, top 30, whatever that would be. And Jalen hood Shafino once again, just outside of the lottery picks, but he has him at number 15, also going to the Atlanta Hawks. So Everywhere I turn, from guys like Finkelstein that I know and, and respect to other drafts that are out there, mocks that are out there where you don't know who they are, uh, Hood appears to be in pretty good shape. I know he would like to improve that standing and jump into the lottery portion of the first round, but still really good for him to be there at the number 15 pick, encouraging that he's going to get a great NBA opportunity coming out of Indiana after just one season. Trace Jackson Davis in this same mock draft, not in there. And a few he pops in there in the first round. Others he's in the second round. But he is somebody that is all across the board if you look at these different mocks that are available at this point. So I know a lot of, a lot of people love and respect Trace. I'm one of them. I think he did it the right way at Indiana. Uh, was a great leader. Uh, very uh, cool, calm, and collected for the most part. Unbelievable stat lines. He leaves Indiana as just a classic Hoosier. I don't think anybody doubts any of that. A very respected player. But NBA, I just don't know what the NBA looks like for Trace. And, again, I, I don't know the NBA. Don't pretend to know the NBA. But it seems like a lot of people that do and that do make these mock drafts and have some success in doing so most years are very confused on where he might go as well. Late first round, second round, maybe not at all. Who knows? But do I think he's going to get picked up by a team? Absolutely. Do I think he's going to get drafted? I think so. But it's going to be really interesting to see if Trace Jackson Davis is a NBA player for a year, for multiple years, if he finds a role or if he's somebody that bounces around a little bit, G League to NBA and back and forth, and then maybe goes the European route. I do think that is going to be really interesting to see what happens with Trace here in, in the coming years as far as professional basketball goes. Also, Gabe Cups from Centerville, Ohio, headed to IU, a true point guard. He will be next year as a freshman for the Hoosiers. He will finish or has finished his high school career as the number 77 
ranked player nationally, according to the ESPN rankings. And according to their rankings, he is considered a four-star prospect. Ja'Kai Newton, who also signed with Indiana last November, he is not ranked in the top 100. Remember that Newton, who's got, I think, a load of potential, uh, was injured for so much of his senior season down at Newton High School in Covington, Georgia. So that could be a reason that he is not uh, in the top 100. He definitely has that level of talent, I would think. So uh, congratulations to Cups, a great high school career. These final rankings kind of let you know that their careers are concluded at the prep level and that college basketball is next. But I was looking in the top 100, Xavier Booker going to Michigan State, of course, from Indianapolis Cathedral, runner-up for Mr. Basketball. He's the highest-ranked Indiana kid. He's number 15. Cohen Carr, Michigan State, number 24 in the final rankings. Jeremy Fears, guess who? Michigan State, number 26 in the final rankings of this senior class. Scotty Middleton, Ohio State, he's 34th. Deshaun Harris-Smith, Maryland, number 40. Uh, I don't even know this guy, Taysan Chapman, Ohio State, number 45. Uh, Rutgers has a guy, number 47, Gavin Griffiths. Uh, Devin Royal, Ohio State, number 49. So if you're looking at winners in this recruiting class coming out of high school, Michigan State with three, basically in the top 25. Ohio State with uh, three in the top 50. So they would be the two winners, at least on paper. Of course, uh, Indiana, other than Cups, uh, nobody else in the top 100, uh, as we mentioned. But uh, Michigan State, Ohio State, very intriguing recruiting classes coming in this summer for next season. Big high school baseball game last night, Providence and Silver Creek, and it was a crazy game. Providence jumped to a 6 nothing victory last six nothing lead last night let me get this right they expanded that to 8 to 1 in the second inning and then silver creek came storming back they scored six runs in the top of the third inning but ultimately providence would score five more in the bottom of the six and go on to win 14 to 8 so lots of offense last night Lots of hits. I don't believe what – no, there was a number of home runs last night. Excuse me, I thought that was triples. Uh, Dane DeWeese of Silver Creek had a home run. Casey Kalen of Providence, the basketball standout, he had two home runs. Uh, Grant Borden had a home run. Jackson, a home run for Providence. So a lot of big bats in the game last night. But a big win for Providence. They are 10-1. and one. I've talked a lot about Floyd Central Baseball so far, but Providence also having an outstanding year and maybe the best record of our local teams, to be quite honest, at 10-1. and one. Last night, Luke Kruger was the winning pitcher uh, for the Pioneers, and that's a big rivalry in the middle of the season. Providence, a big 14-8 win last night. Also, Indiana baseball, I told you I had a chance to go to Bart Kaufman Field for the first time earlier this week to watch the Louisville-IU game. Indiana, probably their biggest win of the season over Louisville in a midweek game, a big pickup as you start to think about postseason baseball. But now Indiana with a weekend series, a non-conference series, they've got a three-game deal against the Ohio Bobcats coming up this weekend. And Ohio doesn't have a great record. I was looking at it earlier. They are 15-17 and 17 on the season, but currently they are in second place in the Mid-American Conference at 13-5. and five. Indiana now on, I believe, a four- or five-game win streak, and, of course, three more this weekend over mid-major Ohio would be big. 
and possibly help set Indiana up to host a regional. I mentioned yesterday that I had seen some projections out there from, I guess, those that can read and predict and look at the metrics of college baseball a lot better than I can. But right now, U of L, UK, and Indiana all projected to get host of the to be able to host or get an opportunity to host the NCAA baseball regional round. I saw Rick Bozich had a story on it yesterday as well talking about the local college baseball programs and their success so far this season, but it does look like if the season ended today that all three of those schools would likely have a chance to host regionals. So uh, pretty cool. That's always fun. If you haven't been out to a regional or even a super regional uh, in person, they are really good baseball and a lot of fun. Probably the best time of the year in college baseball, especially the World Series in Omaha. But uh, definitely three teams locally, and Indiana can take another big step toward that this weekend when they have Ohio. Uh, oh, <clears throat> excuse me, Ohio in Bloomington for a three-game series. That's a look at our headlines for this Friday edition of the program. A couple reminders for you. The Big X Sports Radio golf cards are now available. This year's card features Park Mammoth, Old Capitol Golf Club, Elk Run, Valley View, Wooded View, and Christmas Lake in Santa Claus, Indiana. Of course, all of those Indiana courses except for Park Mammoth down in the Bowling Green, Kentucky area. You can play all these courses for under $25 a round on the 2023 Big X Sports Radio golf cart. Supply is limited. You can get yours today online at BigXSportsRadio.com or you can call 812-725-1457. Again, 812-725-1457. The 2023 Big X Sports Radio golf card. If you're a Southern Indiana golfer, this is a can't-miss opportunity. We'll head to a commercial break. Don't forget the Thornton's text line is open. That number, 502-414-1450. Again, 502-414-1450. Send in your questions, your comments, whatever you want on IU because we've got Dylan Wallace, sports editor of the Seymour Tribune, coming up in the next segment. We'll talk all about IU basketball and more. Stay with us. This is the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. We're back on the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. Let's win this and for all the small schools who never had a chance to get here. Join Matt Daly at 11 a.m. for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. Let's win for Coach. You got us here. Here's Matt Dennison. All right, back with you here on this Friday program. Thornton's text line is open. That number 502-414. 1450 again 502 414 1450 if you want to sound off on the Hoosiers talk about the transfer portal whatever it may be hit me up on the Thornton's text line Dylan Wallace sports editor of the Seymour Tribune he joins Fridays on the show and Dylan I do sense a little bit of angst and worry from the IU fan base after the Hoosiers miss on Chris Ledlam earlier this week with his commitment to Tennessee down in Knoxville about uh, where is Indiana going to turn next for some guard help for next season. Do you sense that same panic? I sense it definitely, um, and, and I get it to an extent, um, but I also don't think it's 
I, I wouldn't panic too much just because you know you're not going to get every single guy that you have on campus for a visit that you you know are going after in the portal. There's so many names in there, and you know we get so fixated on certain names that we think are just done deals and locks. Um, and Buzzlum was one of them. And you know you went to Tennessee, and and you know I you missed on it, and it does hurt a little bit, but. There's still so many more options out there. Um, and, you know, one thing that I think people forget, as much as we didn't see much of them from last year, you know, there's a really good chance that C.J. Gunn and Caleb Banks are, are really developing and can really contribute next year. And that kind of just fills in a lot of the guard depth uh, on this basketball team. Now, you know, it's not a sure, sure, you know, for sure done deal that those two will be able to step right in, but uh, it, that is still a part of the college game. You know, you don't always have to go to the transfer portal to get guys for roles. You know, you, you can develop players still that you have on campus. They stuck around for a reason. I heard you see Roseman talk about, you know, they think those two guys can really help out. So I think that could be something to look for. But, you know, and he has definitely not done this transfer portal either. Just because they missed on Barbara doesn't mean that they have no other options to go to. Um, so, you know, I do think that there's going to be some new guys that we're going to hear about coming up. Uh, I think even just today, you know, C.J. Frederick from Kentucky announced transferring. I think you know, make contact with him. Um, nothing super, you know, crazy there. But, you know, there's just, there's just, every single day there's going to be something new that comes out. And, and I'm sure there's going to be some more options for the Hoosiers to go after. So I get why some fans are pretty upset that they didn't get Ledlam. Um, but I also don't think it's as huge of a deal as maybe some people make it out to be. Because I, I just want to get some, some guys here and, you know, like I said, there still be, could, could be some players on this roster that can come come back next year and just feel up and down. Won't be might might I think they would have been. Dylan Wallace, sports editor of the Seymour Tribune. I'm glad you mentioned uh, C.J. Frederick. Oh, he's been at Kentucky, but before that he was at Iowa. Uh, yep. He is an interesting player. I guess at times he can be a sharp shooter, which would fit the bill for what Indiana needs next season. And really what Indiana has seemed to be missing the last number of seasons, a, a dead-on shooter. Uh, does Indiana make contact? Does Indiana go after Frederick? Does he make sense at all? And, of course, when someone of his stature enters the portal, um, man, I'm sure it's madness as far as the number of coaches that he's hearing from today. Yeah, his phone's probably already been blown up or whoever his contact is. I think Indiana has already made contact. Um, and I think, you know, I think he could be a pretty solid addition. He's a really good shooter. Um, I think defensively is the area where, you know, when you're playing for a Mike Woodson coach team, you know, if you're not really, really up to par on that side of the floor, it might be hard for you to get minutes. But, you know, we saw what Woodson was able to do with Miller Cop, really make him um, a, a pretty solid, you know, formidable defender, you know, in, throughout his two years that he coached Miller Cop. And, and I think Frederick is probably a little bit better of a, of a shooter in terms of, you know, I think he can do a little bit more coming around screens, a little bit more catch and shoot. Um, movement shooting, I, I would say. Uh, I think that could be a really nice addition to this team. Um, so I think they're definitely going to show some interest in him, um, and, and we'll see if they're able to get him. I, I do think, you know, if, you, you know, if you're picking between Frederick and I think Dalton Connect is still out there from, from Northern Colorado, I still probably prefer Connect. He's got more size. He's got more athleticism. He's got more ability kind of off the bounce. Um, that's what Indiana really needs. You know, Miller is good as Miller Cop ahead of a season last year. You know, when you when you kick it out to him, he's not going to be able to attack a closeout necessarily and really beat guys off the dribble. Frederick maybe can do that a little bit, but the the connect type player is the one that I think Indiana is going after. Guys that can really, you know, drive off drive off kickouts and stuff like that, and try to you know break the defense down. So and it can also shoot really well. So um, that's that, that's going to be interesting to follow here. Who Frederick gets? And yeah, I mean, I remember him in Iowa. I completely torched Indiana a couple of years ago when he was on the Hawkeyes before he got hurt. Um, there were games where I know we all remember Jordan Bohannon 
going berserk. But uh, there were some games where Frederick was really a genuine shooter for Iowa and, and caused some issues. And he didn't really do much in Kentucky the last two years. I think he was hurt on the last year, and then this past one, um, he was in and out of rotation. He had some injury issues. He, he was just in, kind of inconsistent with his play. So, um, you know, be I think they're going to reach out for sure. Why wouldn't you have a guy that can shoot like that? So, so we'll see. But like I said, I mean, just today there, there's a name in like Frederick that you know you hear about, and that can happen tomorrow or the next day. So there's going to be multiple guys in here going after um, that will kind of make up for maybe missing out on Ledlam. And, and I don't think fans should be too worried yet. And we still got a little bit to go here before this thing closes up. So uh, there's still a lot of time. And like I've been saying week after week on the show, I just trust the coaching staff to, to get things done. I, I trust them to build a good roster. I trust them to get some players that they want. So uh, I'm, I'm still pretty optimistic to see how, how this transfer portal kind of rotation kind of shakes out for IU. Dylan, we're having a little trouble hearing you. You're coming and going. I don't know if you've got an accessory in or on speakerphone or what, but uh, we'll try to clear that up here. Uh, Dylan, uh, thinking to the roster for next season with what we know, uh, Gabe Cups coming in as a freshman. I mentioned in our headlines today that he is number 77 in the final rankings from ESPN as a high school senior. He's a true point guard, very skilled, very talented kid, but is his body ready for IU for the Big Ten? Is he ready to step into any sort of role as a freshman year? I've heard varying opinions on this. Where do you stand with Gabe Cups for next year? Um, I think he could, especially the fact that you think you're getting the neighbor Johnson back, I think having Gabe Cups is sort of like a backup guard who can come in, um, not play huge minutes, but come in as a guy to kind of just get his feet wet in the Big Ten. Um, I think that'd be probably probably a pretty good role for him. I think if you're asking him to run the show completely, which Ian is not going to do, he might not be ready for it because, like you said, um, he's a little bit kind of smaller framed, uh, doesn't have as much kind of strength yet built up. But you know, we we know how good Cliff Marshall is getting guys transforming their bodies. So I'm sure Cups is going to be in the weight room a lot this this off season this summer. And try to transform his body a little bit. Um, try to try to get as right as he can be. But I think with the role that you expect him to have this year, um, I think he could probably fit in pretty nicely. It's kind of a backup guard, come in and, and kind of do things for a couple minutes here and there, ten to twelve minutes a game maybe. So uh, from that standpoint, I think I'm, I think he can come in and, and really have a, a positive impact. Um, and obviously, he's concerned about his body and his prototype. That was the thing with Christian Lander when he classified up. You know, he was just so kind of ball and slim that we didn't know if he'd be ready to go for, for conference play and. You know, he didn't really get the chill off chance show, and when he did, not, not a lot of good things happen. So with, with Cups, you hope that's not the case. And But I do think he'll probably be a pretty good player. I, I, I like his skill set a lot, too. I think that's translatable. And, you know, if he just get a little bit bigger and stronger in the summer and the offseason, you know, he should be able to come in and hopefully play a little bit of minutes and help out in any way he can. Dylan Wallace, sports editor, Seymour Tribune. He's with us Fridays on the show. Ja'Kai Newton, I mentioned him earlier. He's not in the top 100. Um, I, what I've seen of him, I like. I think he's got some real talent, some real ability for the future. But it, maybe he's a little more unknown than even what he was because of a senior year injury that kept him sidelined so much. He really didn't get to enjoy and showcase himself his senior year battling uh, injury for a great part of the season. So I guess as we think about him arriving in Bloomington here, really in just a couple months to get the the process started here in the offseason as an incoming freshman, there's not as much known, there's not as much tape or highlights out there on him because he simply didn't have uh, much of a senior year. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's why people are a little bit more, you know, all in on the transfer portal this year is because it's, it's a small class. It's just Cups and Newton, and it's a lot of unknown, like you said. You 
know, Gabe Cups, is he physically ready? Ja'Kai Newton, you know, coming off the injury. From all I've heard, it seems like his recovery's going pretty well, um, which is good to hear. And I do think he's a really good player. You know, I'm excited about kind of his upside. I think he's going to be a little bit of a project player where it takes a couple years to, to really develop. Um, so, so I'm excited from that standpoint for him to come in. You know, he fits the prototype player of a, kind of just a big, long, athletic wing. And, you know, those are the guys that, you know, we all been wanting to get those kinds of players. So, Excited for him, but not sure how much he'll be able to come in and contribute his freshman year. But um, I think, you know, with a couple years with this strength and conditioning staff and with the coaching staff, yeah, I think he'd be a really nice player for Indiana. Um, and, you know, that's why another thing is just the strength of form is so important. Is you want to try to get some more depth in those positions. And I think that's why the one of them thing people are so upset about is because they don't really have kind of that, you know, that wing guard guy. And you have, you have Johnson and Galloway and, and uh, you know, Banks and, and Gunn, but you still kind of want a bigger kind of wing type player who can play outside and uh, do a lot of stuff. So, you know, I think that's who they're still going to try to go after. And uh, But I'm excited for these two freshmen coming in. I think even though it's a small class, I think it's a talented one. And you know, I think a couple of years here or there, they might be pretty good players for IU. Dylan Wallace, my guest, Dylan with the Seymour Tribune. Um, let's talk a little other basketball stuff, getting back into the portal for a moment. Is there a a top prospect at the moment for Indiana, and I know we're looking at all this from the outside in. We're we're not these uh, these players in the in the portal. We we don't have access to the coaching staff to know everything going on. But a lot of fans ask who who's next after Ledlam. Is it Dalton Connect? And of course, he took some visits last weekend. Could he be nearing a decision? But who is the big name, or maybe it's multiple names? But who is the next big name we're waiting on a decision from? I would still say Connect seems like the the next kind of one that it feels like Indiana's really, really made the offer for. Um, and, you know, I think he was also on that Tennessee visit with Muslim last week. Uh, so, obviously, you know, he was there with them. And so I, I think he's the biggest name in terms of the guys that Indiana's had on campus and have really kind of gone after and have shown interest in the Hoosiers. So I would say him probably first and, you know, aside from that, uh, I haven't seen a whole lot of other guys that has really been kind of super on. I mean, obviously, you know, you made contact here and there with certain individuals who mentioned Frederick earlier today. But, um, you know, it, once you until you get them officially on campus for a visit, you know, that's kind of when you know it's serious. That's when you know both parties are interested. Um, and and so, so aside from, from Connect, I haven't seen too many other guys that – he has gone off there. I think that's part of the reason that there's concern is everyone just felt like every, all the eggs were in the baskets of one of them and connect. And if Indiana didn't get one of them or both of them, you know, where are they going to turn to next? Um, and, and right now we don't know, but I'm sure the coaching staff is, is really looking into some of these guys and is going to find a lot of players that, you know, they want to go after and want to get. And, you know, there's still a lot of talented players out there that haven't made decisions yet. So, um, not sure exactly who yet, but I think we'll find out pretty soon, especially after the leather news. I'm sure we'll, We'll get some pretty recent news here coming up for the Hoosiers of who they really are going to go after next. And, you know, like I said, I feel pretty confident they're going to get some more guys here. Yeah. And I'm just amazed that uh, here in the middle or late April, really, uh, C.J. Frederick enters the portal. I know that occasionally at this time you get players entering, but I don't think it's over yet. I, I think it, it seems like yeah. more players enter later and later into the off season, and so what we think we know right now, there could still be some big names hit this uh, this portal coming up. It's just a kind of amazing how it, it uh, t- takes off like a rocket, and it se- seems to continue on now even longer than what it has in recent years as far as guys jumping in. 
yeah, it's I don't even know what what led uh, to his decision and why it took so long for him to really decide he wanted to kind of go away with Kentucky. Their season's been over for quite some time, and you know maybe it just takes a while for guys to kind of step away from the season. They want to take some time before they make a decision like that. Uh, so could always be the case. So yeah, I would not be shocked if we see some more names that we're familiar with coming up. Um, and you know it's just so interesting. And you know I'm 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 looking forward to when this is all going to be over soon, just because we're going to know what the roster looks like. And we can start kind of projecting stuff about rotations and you know who we have to really use what where all that kind of stuff. Because um, right now it's just every single day and week we just there's so many names out there and you know. You, you just, it's just it's so hard to keep up with and who they're all going to go after and stuff like that. So, um, you know, it, it, I know, like we said, you know, there's going to be more guys probably coming up, like if C.J. Frederick said, they're going to answer their name in. Um, there's going to be some guys probably who are testing NBA waters who are going to want to come back um, because, you know, and, and either they come back to their school or they come back and want to transfer. Um, so, you know, there's a, there's a lot of interesting things, a lot of more dominoes to fall this offseason. So, and that's why, you know, as much as Indiana fans are upset about Ledlam, you know, there's still a lot of time left, and this floor doesn't close for another, you know, month or so. So we got we got a good amount of time here, and then, you know, after that, hopefully we can focus on some high school guys over the summer, some some, some of those recruitments uh, coming up, you know, over those summer circuits and those tournaments, because that's still important, too. you gotta, you got to find a really good balance between the transfer portal and, you know, still, still want to go get those high school guys and develop them as well. That's why I mentioned you know, Dunn and Banks earlier, you know, they were recruited in Indiana for a reason, not just to not barely play their freshman year and then go somewhere else. You know, they think they could play rotation minutes here at, at Indiana. So I hope we see some of that this year as well. And uh, hopefully people still kind of, hopefully we can still see guys kind of stay in programs for a long time and develop. But it looks like it's, it's a lot of transferring nowadays. But, uh, you know, we'll see what happens. Hopefully they can make a good roster out of it this kind of this up season. I think you see a Roseman says, you know, it's not a rebuild. They're reloading this year. He, he, he mentioned the word reload. He wants to reload the team. They don't want to rebuild. You know, they want to reload and, and really get ready to, to make them more, more of a stride than they did a, a year ago. So hopefully that's the case for Indiana. All right, Dylan Wallace, sports editor of the Seymour Tribune. Dylan, as always, thanks for the chat on Friday. We'll do it next week. Sounds good. Thank you. couple text on the Thornton's text line. Texter says, Collins from Kentucky just entered the portal, and I had not seen that. It happened while we've been on the air, but Kentucky forward Damian Collins uh, does plan to transfer. He is now in the portal. He was a five-star recruit coming out of high school, a McDonald's All-American as well. So another interesting name uh, entering the transfer portal. 6'9", 210-pound sophomore. So another big guy. So two uh, departs today or potential departs departures from the U.K. program here in the last day or two. That is interesting. Also, another texter says, you probably know this, that Lou LaFay from North Harrison will be coaching at Wawa C High School in Syracuse, Indiana, Northern Indiana, a 3A school next season. No hire at North Harrison yet that we know of. Yes, I'm glad you mentioned that. I intended to bring that up. I think we were off Wednesday because of the Bats game. But Lou LeFay, one of the great coaches I've had a chance to be around some. He does things differently, so very detailed. Got a chance to see him up close and personal for a number of years at Providence. He had great success there. Uh, obviously at North Harrison, he led them to their first sectional championship in a whole bunch of years, a handful of seasons ago. And I tell you, when I think of Lou at North Harrison, uh, I know it's a little bit out of our immediate coverage area as far as high school stuff goes, but I'll always wonder 
how good North Harrison with some of those teams he had could have been had it not been for the dominance of Silver Creek because Lou entered that sectional at a time when Silver Creek was just absolutely loaded. And he took them to the wire and he gave them all kind of challenges. But you do wonder how many sectionals or beyond could he have won at North Harrison had it not been for a player or two at Silver Creek. But uh, headed to Wawasee, there had been rumors Lou might stick around and, and get a small school job here locally that was open. I was rooting for that. I thought he made a lot of sense for that position that was kind of rumored. But uh, instead, uh, he is headed to northern Indiana. There's one thing about Coach LaFay. He wants to coach basketball. He doesn't care where it's at, uh, what part of the state it's in. I know he wants to be in Indiana, but he has been all over coaching basketball. And I don't have any uh, doubt at all. I was talking to somebody from the Wawasee area earlier this week when it was known that Lou LaFay was going to head there. I don't have any doubt at all. I, I, he'll, he'll get him going. It might take him a couple of years, but uh, he'll get his system in. He'll get guys that want to do his system and play his way, and, and he'll have success there. I think you can take it to the bank. He's done it every single place he's been, in Indiana and out of Indiana. It's just absolutely amazing. So, uh, yes, Lou LaFay headed out of town. That's bad for Southern Indiana basketball. Uh, he is an outstanding coach, but uh, definitely – Big shoes to fill for whoever's next at North Harrison. Texter, thank you for the reminder there on my buddy, Coach Lou LaFay. We'll head to a commercial break. We're back with Kyle Nedenrip of the Indianapolis Star. We'll get into Mr. Basketball, Marcus Burton. We'll talk some other topics and recruiting with a live period coming up as well. Stay with us. This is the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. We're back on the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. You know, a basketball hero around here is treated like a god. Join Matt Daly at 11 a.m. for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. You know, most people would kill to be treated like a god just for a few moments. Here's Matt Dennison. And we're back on this Friday program. Thornton's text line open, 502-414-1450. Again, 502-414-1450. Kyle Nedenrip of the Indianapolis Star is our guest in this segment on Fridays to help us close out the week and send us into the weekend. Kyle, let's talk Mr. Basketball. For us here in far southern Indiana, Marcus Burton is about as far north as you can get at Penn High School near South Bend, but he had an unbelievable senior year, put together a great four years playing for Hall of Fame coach Al Rhodes at Penn, who recently announced his retirement, and he was overwhelmingly in the voting the uh, winner of Mr. Basketball this year. Yeah, it wasn't even close. It was uh, 171 for Marcus and about uh, 20, uh, I believe, for uh, the runner-up, who turned out to be uh, Xavier Booker from Cathedral. So, yeah, one of the more lopsided, uh, not quite to the level. Uh, went back and looked. Romeo Lankford, I believe, was 264 to uh, out of 269 or two, 264 out of uh, 294, I think, total. So. Uh, that was about as you know him and Eric Gordon in 07, I think are the top uh, most lopsided at least in the last 20 years or so. But uh, but this one was right up there, and uh, I think probably somewhat surprising going into the season. You wouldn't have expected that, 
uh, it would have been, uh, you know, probably more of a little bit more wide open, uh, you know, situation, I think, than, uh, than what we would have thought it turned out to be. But, you know, I've talked with you the last couple of weeks about that. And, and I think, uh, you know, it became more clear. Marcus was the, was the clear front runner. It was just uh, yet to see how the vote would turn out. But, uh, you know, and I think it goes to show, you know, you know, there's a lot of, negativity anytime it's work comes about or maybe not negativity but just uh you know it's it's any indianapolis only award or you know no one from insert your area of the state has a chance to win it and and uh you know it's kind of tiring you know because it's not true and uh you can all you gotta do is look back at the winners to see that and um you know i think this goes to show you know people aren't protecting an area of the state or ignoring an area of the state and you know, people are going to vote for who they think's the best, and and pretty clearly that was the case uh, this year. And you know, and in fairness too, there's a lot of great players that come from Indianapolis. You know, and the and the people who have won it over the years, it's like who's who are we saying Kyle Guy shouldn't have been Mr. Basketball, or you know, Chris Wilk should have, should not have been Mr. Basketball, or you know, you run down the list, and it's like who are we talk, even talking about who? Uh, just as getting this award without uh, earning it. So it, that's me kind of going on a rant. I already wrote about this earlier in the week, but uh, you just see it from media who, who don't really say what they're arguing for. And it's sort of frustrating because, you know, it's a vote, you know, you may not like the vote. It doesn't mean there's a conspiracy against your area of the state. So uh, anyway, Marcus was definitely deserving and uh, you know, came within one point of making the state finals. And, you know, and, and other than that, did about everything you could possibly do in, in, in earning this award. And, you know, had a, his numbers, like you said, were incredible uh, his senior year and his junior year, for that matter. I think his, you know, he started four years, but his junior year really, I think, kind of put him on the map, gave him a chance to, uh, you know, be in position going into the year to uh, be one of the front runners. I, you know, I felt like I remember going back and, and or I, I went back and looked and I had wrote before the season uh, you know, and put him on that top five list of guys I thought could win it. So, you know, he's right there going into the year and then has a year where I think uh, it became pretty clear. And also, you know, some of the guys who are up there with him probably didn't have the team success or individual success maybe necessary to to battle him uh, down to the end. So, or, or just have the overall numbers, I think, that popped off like uh, his did. So, um, not surprising, but uh, but pretty cool for him. Pretty cool for Penn High School, and uh, you know, pretty cool for our Rhodes to go out <clears throat> with the Mister Basketball in his last year as, as a coach. Kyle Nedrip, the Indianapolis star. Yeah, for sure. Great point on Coach Rhodes, a legendary coach in our state. Back to Burton for just a moment. Since he's so far out of the area, uh, tell us. I mean, where, where does he fit in at Notre Dame next season for Coach Shrewsbury? I know there's a lot of excitement around that program right now. Could he come in as a freshman and play a big role there? Yeah, I think so. Uh, you know, and I thought when I talked to Coach Rhodes, uh, you know, he he brought up a good point. I thought about how he really improved his, his mid-range game and the fact that he, you know, they needed him to score a lot at Penn and in high school, but he's also shown the ability to be a playmaking guard who can assist and be sort of that setup guy, uh, which I think uh, that's what they're going to need more of him to do. They want to, I think they want him to continue to score, obviously, and he can, but that mid-range game, you know, and it's a, it's somewhat of a, a lost art, but, you know, I talked to, you know, talk to Marcus about this too, but, you know, he watches a lot of, you know, Kyrie Irving and, and guards who are a little bit smaller who can, who can find ways to score. And I think that, 
bodes well for him at Notre Dame. I think they're going to play a, a style that suits guards. You know, if you look at what Shrewsbury did at, at Penn State, you know, the very and, and not unusual in this day and age, but you know, three point heavy, um, you know, guard oriented. Um, you know, and I think that'll suit uh, suit him well. You know, I'm curious to see what else you know he has to play with. You know, and, and I think at some point Logan Imes from Zionsville will make that official to Notre Dame. Um, you know, hopefully not speaking out of turn on that. I think he's going to do that. But you know, he was committed to Penn State as well. So how does he fit in? You know, that both those guys were point guards in high school, and uh, you know, I think they're going to you know be. Able, yeah, I think they can definitely play together. But you know, it's just uh, maybe a little bit different role than uh, guys had in high school, which you know is no, is always the case, I guess, when you go from high school to college. But but yeah, I think he. I mean, he's so quick. Um, you know, he's so good in small spaces and. You know, I think he's used to playing against uh, high-level competition. So I, I don't think going, you know, there's always an adjustment period, but I don't think for him it's going to be like, you know, people are going to have to adjust to him too. You know, he, he's that good of a player. So, yeah I, yeah, I think he can play. You know, I think he's coming in at the right time. You know, he's, he's always wanted to go to Notre Dame. That's kind of been a, a dream of his anyway. Uh, growing up around there, so you know, even when when Mike Bray announced he was uh, stepping down at the end of the year, you know, Marcus wanted to stay on board at least and see who the new coach was, and it fit really well uh, in his opinion with Coach Shrewsbury. So, so yeah, I think he's excited. I mean, hometown guy. I mean, I, I don't know how you couldn't be. And then, you know, with uh, Micah coming in, I think it's a it's a good situation for him to uh, to succeed. And, you know, we'll see, but uh, I think that, I think good opportunity for him. All right, now that Mr. Basketball is out, of course, the all-star roster for Indiana has already been released. I saw a little earlier this morning the Kentucky rosters came out for the boys and girls side over there. Reed Shepard headed to Kentucky. He had an unreal high school career at North Laurel. Uh, and even some uh, some other names. Gabe Sisk at Ballard. He's a very talented player. Uh, and then Crew Gibson, a name that Southern Indiana people might remember. He played at Floyd Central for a few seasons, transferred to DeSales in Louisville and played at the Catholic School. Had a good finish to his career in Louisville playing at DeSales. So some recognizable names and a solid roster, I'm guessing, for Kentucky. Is Indiana still a big favorite based on all the talent they've got on this roster? Yeah, I think so, but I know I talked to Mike Broughton earlier this week, and, you know, Reed Shepard being on that team is, is interesting, um, you know, because, uh, I mean, not interesting that it's a surprise because Mike expected that, but interesting in that it makes a uh, really interesting matchup. You know, I think that's going to be fun, and I'm glad, you know, he's he's planning on playing, and, you know, it's been sort of a struggle, um, I would say, to, to for some of the top Kentucky players, especially the Louisville area players, to always get them. Uh, to, to play in this game or depending on where they go to school. I mean, it's even harder for Indiana uh, now, as we know, to uh, to make sure the top kids are playing. That's something Charlie Hall kind of ran into a few times that uh, was becoming more normal here in the last 10 years of just making sure your, your players can play. Uh, but, yeah, with Reed Shepard playing, I think that, you know, I know he's a little bit concerned on how, you know, who's going to guard him. I think, uh, you know, Sheridan Sharp from Ben Davis is probably your top guy to – maybe take that on, but we'll see. I mean, that's, that'll be a fun matchup, I think. And, um, you know, it's been, you know, I, last year was, you know, it was, it was that team played so hard from Indiana. It was almost, uh, you know, it was over with early in both games. 
but you know, I always enjoy covering it because the game in Kentucky has normally been sort of a, a, a closer game, a better game uh, in the history of it. And I can't remember which year, the 2017 or 18, somewhere in there, that Kentucky finally broke that long losing streak in a, in what was really a good game uh, down there. And I think it was in Frankfurt that year. But uh, but yeah, it's it, I, Indiana clearly will be the favorite. I would you know just based on history and the the players on the teams, but I think this, you know, with, with Shepard playing and, you know, I don't know the whole, you know, some of the guys better than I do, but, uh, you know, hopefully that makes for a good, a good game. I think the better the game is, it's, it's the better for the, for the, uh, series, I would say. So hopefully that'll, hopefully that'll happen and they'll give them a good game, uh, give them a good two games in the, in the series this year. All right, Kyle, we've just got a minute or so left, but you mentioned Al Rhodes at Penn retiring. He announced that earlier in the week. Jim Shannon here in New Albany obviously has stepped aside at New Albany as well. There have been just so many coaching changes. I saw yesterday Chris Byers is going to go back to Warren Central, which is a huge job in Indiana, but gosh, so much movement this offseason in coaching. It is unbelievable. Yeah, it really is, and we've got a few – you know, obviously that creates another one with Franklin Central being open now. So you got Mark James who left uh, Perry, and I talked to Mark on a totally different subject this morning. And you know, he hasn't put his name in there yet for for that, but he's obviously a name that comes up. You know, when you think about uh, Franklin Central, uh, certainly as long as he was there. So yeah, you got that one. You got uh, you know Pike and and uh, you know several in our area uh, that have opened Lawrence Central. Um, you know, it's it's a strange situation that there's so many openings of uh, you know, that are bigger uh, this year. So that's been something that's been a little bit different uh, than what we've had in the past. Perry Meridian, and Southport, both those uh, should fill here soon. So, uh, yeah, it's been a lot of uh, musical chairs <laughs> for sure uh, this year. And I, I think that's maybe a little bit unusual. Mount Vernon's another one, another big one. So. And I know Floyd Central down in your area, so it's just been a big, a big year for coaching changes. Absolutely. All right, Kyle Nedrip, the Indianapolis Star. Kyle, have a great weekend. We'll do this again next Friday. Sounds good, Matt. Thanks. Have a good weekend. All right, that's going to wrap things up for the show for the week. Have a great weekend. Thunder over Louisville weekend. Be safe. We'll be back Monday at 11 a.m. This is the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. <laughs>